This is a recording of The Book of Mormon's Complex Finite Cause Syntax by Stanford Carmack, published in Interpreter, a journal of Latter-day Saint faith and scholarship, read by Victor Worth. Abstract. This paper describes and compares the Book of Mormon's 12 instances of complex finite cause syntax, the structure exemplified by the language of Ether 933, The Lord did cause the serpents that they should pursue them no more. This is not King James language, or currently known to be pseudo-archaic language, language used by modern authors seeking to imitate biblical or related archaic language. But it does occur in earlier English, almost entirely before the year 1700. In the Book of Mormon, the syntax is always expressed with the modal auxiliary verbs should and shall. Twenty-five original examples of this specific usage have been identified so far outside of the Book of Mormon, not counting two cases of creative biblical editing, see the appendix. The text's larger pattern of clausal verb complementation after the verb cause, 58% finite in 236 instances, is utterly different from what we encounter in the King James Bible and pseudo-archaic texts, which are 99 to 100% infinitival in their clausal complementation. The totality of the evidence indicates that Joseph Smith would not have produced this causative syntax of the Book of Mormon in a pseudo-archaic effort. Therefore, this data set provides additional strong evidence for a revealed words view of the 1829 dictation. Example. The Lord did cause the serpents that they should pursue them no more. Ether 9.33 In grammar, a complement is one or more words added to another to complete the meaning. Complementation is completion of the meaning by the addition of a complement. In this paper, we are interested in clausal complementation, specifically, where the complement that completes the meaning of the verb cause is another verb phrase. Finite complementation means that there is a tensed verb in the complement clause. In the Book of Mormon, these tensed verbs are very often auxiliary verbs, most often shall and should. Infinitival complementation means there is no tensed verb in the complement, only an infinitive. This will all become clear as we consider quite a few examples. In carrying out these syntactic studies, the issue I am primarily interested in is whether the Book of Mormon was the result of a revelation of ideas or a revelation of words. Much of the hard linguistic evidence I have analyzed indicates to me that it was a revelation of words. The unique clausal verb complementation of the Book of Mormon is strong evidence of that. I have not encountered any text that has the sustained heavily finite verb complementation of the Book of Mormon, hundreds of instances with quite a few different verbs. Within the syntactic domain of verb complementation, we can break down usage by verb. Each verb has its own idiosyncrasies. For this paper, the verb of interest is cause, a verb of influence. Within these causative constructions, one syntactic subtype is the focus of this paper. In the Book of Mormon, clausal complementation after the verb cause occurs 236 times. See page 577 of the critical text volume, The Nature of the Original Language, NOL. Table 1 shows the three types of clausal complementation 
and the number of instances in descending order that occur in the Book of Mormon. The last type, complex finite complementation, is the focus of this paper. Complementation, simple finite, instances 124, example, see Helaman 1620, to cause that we shall or should believe. Complementation infinitival, instances 100, example, to cause us to believe. Complementation complex finite, instances 12, example, to cause us that we shall or should believe. Following the terminology used in NOL, this paper refers to the two types of finite verb complementation as simple finite and complex finite. The terminology is less important than being generally aware of the syntactic structures, which readers can grasp intuitively. It is also important to make clear that though the form of the expression is different in these three types, the meaning that is conveyed is essentially the same. In other words, the differences in the syntactic structures are meaning neutral. As shown in Table 1, the simple finite is the most common type of complementation occurring after the verb cause in the Book of Mormon, followed by the infinitive type and then the complex finite type. The Book of Mormon is 58% finite and 42% infinitival in 236 instances. This is an extraordinarily high finite rate for this verb and a very large number of finite instances. In the view of this, the Book of Mormon presents us with a pattern quite unlike virtually any text we might consult. It is possible that no other text with at least 20 instances of this causative language has this heavily finite pattern. So far, database searches have not revealed any text that has 24 simple finite constructions after the verb cause, let alone 124. In Joseph Smith's time, infinitival complementation after the verb cause was almost always used, and complex finite complementation was obsolete. We can see in two early letters that Joseph Smith used infinitival complementation. Cause to be brought. 1831, has caused me to overlook, 1833. The simple finite construction was still in use, but it was only rarely used. Even before the year 1700, during the early modern period, infinitival complementation was dominant, with the simple finite uncommon and the complex finite very uncommon. The last structural type shown in Table 1, the complex finite construction, with the related modal auxiliary verbs shall and should, was very rare language after the year 1700. That there are 12 instances in the text shows that it was not an aberration, that it was either intentional on the part of Joseph Smith, or that it reflected the apparent early modern sensibilities of the Book of Mormon's English language translation. The latter is by far the more likely reason for the usage, as well as for the text's heavy finite complementation after this verb and other similar verbs of influence. In other words, the English language translation seems to have involved implicit, wide-ranging knowledge of early modern English, beyond biblical knowledge, as well as knowledge of some earlier and later English. At this point, only 25 complex finite instances, similar to what we read in the Book of Mormon, have been identified outside of the text, 23 of them before the modern period of English began after 1700. The original Book of Mormon text 
thus contains nearly one-third of currently identified instances of this specific syntax. The rest of this paper will provide a brief comparative treatment of this syntactic structure, one presumably formed from imitating biblical language. Yet it is a syntactic type that no known biblical imitators actually used. It is certainly language that is out of place in a book first written down in 1829 and published in 1830. Complex finite example. Consider the following excerpt as it was originally dictated by Joseph Smith in 1829. 1 Nephi 1746. He can cause the earth, then it shall pass away. The Book of Mormon has 12 instances of this complex finite syntax. For a discussion of Doctrine and Covenants usage, see pages 310 to 12 of my 2017 article. All 12 of these syntactic structures consistently occur with either shall or should as the auxiliary verb. So I will confine the discussion to this consistent Book of Mormon type, even though the textual record has more examples of cause, NP, that S, language without any auxiliary or with other auxiliaries besides shall and should. After a verb like cause, shall and should are mandated in function, a term that means pertaining to command. The Book of Mormon's overall modal auxiliary usage is, generally speaking, early modern in orientation and sometimes sophisticated and non-biblical. Non-biblical aspects indicate that the overall usage was not something that Joseph Smith came up with based on a knowledge of the King James idiom. Textual databases currently indicate that the above complex finite syntactic structure involving the verb cause was effectively obsolete a long time before Joseph Smith's birth. It appears to have been in the process of becoming obsolete during the early part of the 1700s. If it had been biblical, then its obsolescence would have been delayed. Simple finite examples. A modified, simple finite version of 1 Nephi 1746 would read as follows. 1 Nephi 1746, He can cause that the earth shall pass away. In this general simple finite structure occurs 124 times after the verb cause in the Book of Mormon and hundreds of times after other verbs of influence. So, readers of the text in English are quite familiar with this syntax. The way the King James Bible would have worded this is with an infinitival complement. Had 1 Nephi 17.46 been phrased like a rare biblical, simple, finite construction, it would have been without a future subjunctive shall, either with no auxiliary or with the modal auxiliary may. 1 Nephi 17.46, he can cause that the earth may pass away. The biblical text does not use a subjunctive shall after most verbs of influence, including the high-frequency verbs cause, command, desire, and suffer. Simple finite constructions were still used in the early 19th century, but they were very uncommon by then. A contemporaneous example of this simple finite syntax is the following, taken from the Google Books database, 1828, and to cause that the proprietor thereof shall not be able to live. Infinitival example. The construction that we almost always hear and use today is the one with an infinitive, 
1 Nephi 17.46, he can cause the earth to pass away. This was the heavily dominant causative syntax of Joseph Smith's day, and it was also the most likely pseudo-archaic form, since the 25 pseudo-archaic texts consulted for this study are all infinitival after the verb cause. In some contexts, such as with pronouns, the difference in textual usage rates between the finite and the infinitival was very large. In the late 1700s, for example, the simple finite occurred only about 0.1% of the time with pronomial arguments, one out of a thousand on average. On the complex finite. Book of Mormon language like King Mosiah did cause his people that they should till the earth, Mosiah 6-7, is biblical sounding. Yet the specific syntax is not biblical. We can encounter a limited number of analogs in the King James text with other verbs. The above complex finite construction with this verb does not appear in the King James Bible or in the 25 pseudo-archaic texts consulted for this study. So it was not biblically imitative by analogy with other verbs, such as the verbs command and desire. The King James Bible has only three instances of simple finite syntax, cause that s, out of 303 constructions with the verb cause. The rest are infinitival, cause and p, two, infinitival phrase. To repeat, the King James text is 99% infinitival after the verb cause and 1% simple finite. In a direct comparison with the Book of Mormon, these dramatic differences yield a large chi-square statistic and an extremely low p-value. x square equals 222.4, p less than 10 to the negative 48th. Furthermore, the 25 pseudo-archaic texts examined for this study have only infinitival complementation in this domain. They do not even have simple finite syntax after the verb cause in 115 instances. To repeat, these pseudo-archaic writings have infinitival complementation after the verb cause 100% of the time. Summary of findings. By way of summary, complex finite cause syntax has not been found to occur in the King James Bible, including the Apocrypha, about 932,000 words. 25 pseudo-archaic texts, first published between 1740 and 1888. Joseph Smith's early writings, 10 letters, and his 1832 personal history. In the original writings first published after 1713, outside of the Book of Mormon. As just mentioned, 25 close matches with the Book of Mormon's complex finite cause syntax have been identified so far in 24 texts, and their dates of composition range between the late 15th century and the early 18th century. This specific causative structure occurred mainly before the 18th century and at markedly higher rates during the first half of the early modern period. One half of the 24 texts with this language are older than the King James Bible, which was first printed in 1611. Because far fewer texts were published in the 16th century than in following centuries, this indicates that the popularity of this syntactic structure was much greater in earlier years. Complex finite examples with mandative shall. 
of the 12 instances of the Book of Mormon's complex finite cause syntax. Two have mandative shall, and ten have mandative should. Here are the two with mandative shall, with the linked arguments, objects and subjects, in bold and the auxiliary verbs in italics. First Nephi 17.46 He can cause the earth that it shall pass away. Third Nephi 29.4 He will cause it that it shall soon overtake you. At this point, 14 syntactic matches with this specific Book of Mormon construction have been identified in the earlier textual record, ranging in time between 1469 and 1713. Here are two examples that closely match the above language. See the beginning of the appendix for all 14 of them. Circa 1469. That shall cause me that I shall not be known. 1701. For this will cause it that it shall not easily come off. The 1701 example is a nearly perfect syntactic match with 3 Nephi 29.4. Not only is there complex, finite complementation with a repeat of the pronoun it, but in each case there is an adverb following mandative shall. Complex, finite examples with mandative should. Here are the Book of Mormon's ten complex, finite examples with mandative should, the most common variety of this specific syntactic structure in the text. 2 Nephi 5.17 I, Nephi, did cause my people that they should be industrious and that they should labor with their hands. Mosiah 6-7 King Mosiah did cause his people that they should till the earth. Alma 21-3 They did cause the Lamanites that they should harden their hearts, that they should wax stronger in wickedness. Alma 55-25 he did cause the Lamanites that they should commence a labor. Alma 58.11 And did cause us that we should hope for our deliverance in him. Alma 60.17 Causing them that they should suffer all manner of afflictions. Helaman 16.20 To cause us that we should believe. 3 Nephi 2.3 causing them that they should do great wickedness. Mormon 3.5 I did cause my people that they should gather themselves together. Ether 9.33 The Lord did cause the serpents that they should pursue them no more, but that they should hedge up the way. Note, 2 Nephi 5.17 and Ether 9.33 have two verb-dependent object clauses. Alma 21.3 might have a second object clause if it is asyndetically conjoined. If not, then it is a resultative clause. At this point, 11 syntactic matches with this Book of Mormon construction have been identified in the earlier textual record, ranging in time between 1494 and 1700. Here are the earliest and latest examples that closely match the above language. See the appendix for all eleven of them. 1494. He, by his secret means, caused the Germans that they should take no party with Brunhilde. 1700. 
to cause them that they should not go up to Jerusalem. Complex finite usage by century. Here is the breakdown by century of currently known textual instances of complex finite complementation after the verb cause, where the auxiliary is mandative. Instances, late 15th century and 16th century, 10. 17th century, 13. 18th century, 2. Number of titles, 15th and 16th, 10,603. 17th century, 70,815. 18th century, 302,074. Rate per 100,000 titles. 15th and 16th century, 94. 17th century, 18. 18th century, 0.7. Table 2 shows that 13 17th century instances is a rate effectively equivalent to more than 20 times the 18th century rate. Similarly, 10 late 15th century and 16th century instances is effectively equivalent to more than 100 times the 18th century rate. Though uncommon, complex finite complementation after the verb cause was primarily an early modern construction. As mentioned, there are even more instances in databases without imaginative auxiliary. It was very rare or obsolete by the middle of the 18th century. Complex finite usage by auxiliary. Table 3 shows the usage broken down according to whether the auxiliary verb is shall or should. The Book of Mormon has nearly one half of currently known instances of this specific syntactic construction with should. Only one text has two instances, see immediately below, and ten texts have one instance each. This means that the Book of Mormon is unique in this respect and it is an additional indication that Joseph Smith was not responsible for choosing this specific syntax. Text or corpora, Book of Mormon. Shall, 2. Should, 10. EEBO, ECCO, shall, 14. Should, 11. Repeated complex finite usage. One EEBO text has two consecutive instances of cause, NP, that, S, syntax with should. 1603. Cannot he that caused the fire that it should not touch the three children make it burn thee quickly? Cannot he that caused the lions that they should not touch Daniel cause them to crush thee softly? In addition, another early 17th century text, 1616, has four instances of complex finite cause syntax, but without mandative shall or should. Four instances of complex finite cause syntax are possibly the most that occur in a single text besides the Book of Mormon, which has three times as many. Conjoined complementation. Two or three of the Book of Mormon's complex causative constructions have additional conjoined that clauses. 2 Nephi 5.17, Alma 21.3, possibly see the above note, and Ether 9.33, all of these are shown above. This extended conjoined syntax is a rare configuration. In the greater textual record, it has also been found in EEBO A69038. 
Here are two examples laid out so that the matching can be easily seen. 1620. And I will cause you that you shall walk in my precepts. 2 Nephi 5.17. I, Nephi, did cause my people that they should be industrious. 1620. And that you shall observe and keep my commandments. 2 Nephi 5.17. And that they should labor with their hands. This 1620 textual example is thus a rare, exclusively early modern match with the Book of Mormon usage. And it provides an additional small point in favor of the Book of Mormon exhibiting real archaism rather than pseudo-archaism. For many, the thought has been that Joseph Smith dictated a text whose grammar was pseudo-archaic. Yet the text has so much early modern English usage beyond known pseudo-archaic production that it appears that Joseph dictated a text that had already been elaborated with early modern expertise. By this, I don't mean to say that the text is entirely early modern. What I mean is that it's not fake early modern, that it's not pseudo-archaic. Such conjoined syntax is more often found in simple finite constructions during the early modern period, but it hardly ever occurred even in that simpler syntax. Here are two rare examples, spelling modernized. 1550. And to the surplusage promised that they would perforce themselves to cause that the Boeotians and Corinthians should enter into the treaty, and that Panacti should be rendered to the said Athenians. 1623. Which they refusing, he caused that his engines should play, and that a general assault should be given. Complex, finite usage co-occurring with early modern, non-emphatic, did clause. The Book of Mormon also exhibits combined archaism in this domain, since seven of the instances with mandative should co-occur with non-emphatic did clause. See Book of Mormon examples above. Here are four simple finite examples with non-emphatic did clause, taken from EEBO. 1576. And also it is written that God, by his death upon the cross, did cause that his son should have imperial rule and be the only Lord over all his enemies. 1607. For sometimes the peculiar or vulgar speech or the eloquency of words did cause that I should do so. 1643. That that very image of the beast, which the false prophet did give life unto, did cause that whosoever shall not worship the image of the beast should be slain. 1659. Not that the Holy Ghost was the Father of Christ, but that the Holy Ghost did cause that a virgin should conceive without a man. When the same EEBO search was repeated, no examples of did cause, with simple finite complementation, came up in the largest 18th century database, ECCO, which has more than 9 billion words. Conclusion Because of the strong growth in the publishing of new titles, we would need to find nearly 300 original examples of this complex finite cause syntax in ECCO, as this database is currently constituted in order to come close to matching the observed popularity of the first half of the early modern era.
At this point, this appears to be an impossibility, since EEBO indicates that the usage diminished in popularity in the 1600s, and because ECCO currently indicates that it died out in the early 1700s. The ECCO database does stand in need of significant improvement, but what is currently available has been carefully searched. As databases improve and expand, known instances of this syntax occurring outside the Book of Mormon will likely increase over time. Yet, it will be difficult to alter the position that Joseph Smith was unlikely to produce this kind of language on the basis of revealed ideas. First, the heavily finite verb complementation sustained throughout the Book of Mormon, after quite a few different verbs, argues against a revealed ideas approach. From what I have seen so far in my detailed searches of the EEBO and ECCO databases, only some of William Caxton's late 15th century translations out of Latin and French have anything like the Book of Mormon's patterns in this regard. Second, a lack of contemporary early 19th century textual support for this specific construction argues against a revealed ideas approach. A finding of several contemporary authors who use multiple original instances of this specific syntactic structure should be necessary in order to overturn this position. Third, the combined archaism and the redundant pronomial usage, and even perhaps the extended multiple complementation, argue against a revealed ideas approach. This distinctive construction, then, is a prime example of how the language of Joseph Smith's 1829 dictation differed from what biblical imitators produced, with the Book of Mormon using esoteric forms of expression missing from the King James Bible. It is this kind of comparative study, which in the case of the Book of Mormon is not a one-off proposition, that leads one to consider rejecting a biblical imitation hypothesis for its English, and to consider accepting that the text might actually contain genuine, non-biblical archaism. Stanford Carmack has a linguistics and a law degree from Stanford University, as well as a doctorate in Hispanic languages and literature from the University of California, Santa Barbara, specializing in historical syntax and textual analysis. He currently researches Book of Mormon syntax and lexis as they relate to English usage and contributes to aspects of the Book of Mormon critical text project carried out by Royal Skousen. This has been a recording of the Book of Mormon's Complex Finite Cause Syntax by Stanford Carmack, published in Interpreter, a Journal of Latter-day Saint Faith and Scholarship, Volume 49, 2021, read by Victor Wirth. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged, the journal and its website are accredited and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles on Latter-day Saint scripture can be found at journal.interpreterfoundation.org. More information about the Interpreter Foundation, along with a wide array of additional resources, can be found at interpreterfoundation.org.